Before every episode this season, we are providing specific calls to action to encourage our listeners to fight against systemic racism and police brutality. This week, we want to talk about the upcoming presidential election between Joe Biden and Donald Trump and how to vote by mail should you choose to do so. It is important to acknowledge that while voting is not a cure-all to any issues, nor is it equally accessible to every person due to continued voter suppression, voting in progressive and socialist candidates who can be pushed towards creating more equitable systems can have a more positive effect on the day-to-day lives of marginalized peoples. If you have concerns about voting safely in the presidential, state, or any local election this November, you should start preparing now. 43 states will allow mail-in voting for any eligible voter, though the other seven will require a specific reason, excluding COVID-19, to vote by mail. Current delays within the United States Postal Service, caused by intentional limiting of overtime hours for postal workers, as well as the removal of vital sorting machines, have made it all the more necessary to request a mail-in ballot early and return it as soon as possible. We've added a link in the description of this episode to a website called Vote Save America, which has state-by-state information on voter registration deadlines, absentee or mail-in ballot request deadlines, and whether your state requires a specific reason to get a mail-in ballot. If you're concerned about your ballot getting lost in the mail, you can also deliver it directly to your local election office. Whether you'll be voting by mail or in person, it's important to make a plan now to ensure your vote is counted. All that said... It is crucial to recognize that participation in electoral politics will not solve our problems. While it's easy to think that voting Trump out of office will make everything right, Democratic presidents and other elected officials have also caused immeasurable harm to millions of people, both in the United States and abroad. Voter suppression is still incredibly prevalent through insidious measures like the systematic closing of polling places in predominantly Black neighborhoods and refusing currently and previously jailed people the right to vote. This is aided by the Shelby County versus Holder Supreme Court case of 2013, which gutted vital voting protections granted by the Voting Rights Act of 1965. The system is designed to disenfranchise the people who are the most marginalized, and we should all be cognizant of that when we choose whether or not to participate in it. Historically, little has ever been accomplished by voting compared to the progress that's been made by regular protesting, striking, and boycotting. That's why activism should not begin and end with voting. Continue helping the people in your community, participating in or donating to mutual aid funds, and fighting against the oppressive system we're living under, regardless of who's in the White House. Yeah, well, not only do I have a a big-ass Bruce, but it is a big-ass Bruce, so... I've been waiting to tell you that joke all day. <laughs> so I really hope you were recording because <laughs> Um, I am now, but <laughs> <laughs> But you are not, were you? <laughs> I was just trying to get it pulled up. Um It's all good. <laughs> it's okay. We got you saying it and then we got me laughing, so that's fine. Hi, I'm Rachel. And I'm Lauren. We play together in the band Coping Skills, but now we also make this podcast much more actively than we play in the band Coping Skills. Yeah, actually, I think like 
maybe much more actively than we have ever played in the band coping skills. Like we like have schedules and we and we do this regularly and weekly in a way that we never did coping skills, which is cool. You know, it's nice to have something to look forward to every week. (laughs) (laughs) I I would say that tracks. I think we were kind of on autopilot the last couple of years, coping skills, kind of just like we just, you know, it was like a crock pot. You just set it and forget it. Yeah, honestly, I love this for us. <laughs> Me too. And I hope you all love it too. This, this is, is more, more talk, talk, less rock. I just want to stay home and play my songs with my friends. That's me. Yeah. 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 Hello and welcome to the second half of the second season of this show that you are listening to Woo! presently. Um, whether this is whether you are not accurately being welcomed back because this is your first more talk less rock episode, or you have listened to them all, or any variety in between, you know by now that we are in the band coping skills because we say it every single episode. But if I, you don't know that, honestly, I would be very impressed <laughs> with your ability to compartmentalize information. <laughs> but I think it is fair to say that if you are listening to this show, you are either our friend or somebody who likes our band coping skills. So if you sure, are... That's the entry point. <laughs> yeah, there's like a Venn diagram. Uh, maybe you fall in the middle. Maybe you are a friend and hate our band. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> thanks for being here on the podcast. I don't blame you. <laughs> Anywho, if you fall somewhere on that Venn diagram, you have possibly been a person who has told us once upon a time that you would just listen to a podcast of us talking to each other because our banter is chef's kiss that good. Well, buddy, do we have an episode for you? (laughs) Because that is literally exactly what we did. So... In the preparation for the second half of this season, we recorded some of our planning conversations, and then we decided that some of our side tangents were so hilarious that we cut out all the actual uh planning parts of the conversation and just left out all the tangents. So it's like if you took a coping skill set and you took out all the music and just left the banter, that's basically what this is. And it's so lo-fi, we didn't even use mics to record it. Yeah, it's just like, you know, when you're on the phone with your buddy and you're just like talking to your buddy on the phone and you're like, hey, yeah. that, was, that was some pretty good, that was, that was like a podcast, right? That just like sounds like a <laughs> podcast that we make. Uh, I feel like literally any person who has started a podcast has been like, hey, you know what? Like, we're f- pretty funny. Like, I bet if we started a podcast, like, people would listen to it. But we are, like, actually kind of funny, and people do a little bit listen to this podcast. So, Well, I think the difference is that other people have told us that we should do this, <laughs> and then we are just simply obliging. Yeah. So, we just don't want to let the people down. Don't want to let the fans down. Don't want to let my yeah, mom exactly. down. Uh, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, So if you have ever said that you wanted this episode, well, be careful what you wish for because... (laughs) Here it is. I I was debating whether to say be careful what you wish for or you can't always get what you want. Well, you can't always get what you need, but sometimes you get what you want. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> which is maybe the this better. This is not bit. what anybody needs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to remix that Rolling Stones song. <laughs> maybe we just leave all of this in. Oh, that was my plan. <laughs> okay, great. Cut for what, I say. <laughs> <laughs> Edit. I don't know. (laughs) See, this is like, it's just like our friends on the phone. Anyway, here's the episode. Bye. Great. A big. More like big ass. No, it's actually a big ass. No, it is. It is a big ass bruise. What were you, what were you, what were you doing? Bruise. Did you skate too hard? Yeah. I, well, I I didn't skate hard enough, so I fell oh, no. <laughs> twice on the same spot. Oh, you just not skate hard enough in the correct way. <laughs> yeah, I was just trying to go down these little ramps, and was too scared. And I, you know, the board slid out, and I slid on my ass in. My shorts. And so it's not only like bruised and swollen and raised, but it is scraped up a little bit. Did so you rip your just, shorts too? No. No. It's just fine. I'm just fine. There's like some metaphor in there about like, um, it's better off if you just commit versus trying to wimp out. That or just like wear pants. <laughs> <laughs> or like just wear pants. <laughs> Do you get ass pads? Uh, I thought my butt would be enough, but apparently <laughs> not. <laughs> no, that's not how it works. I mean, kind of, but like, then not you, this you time. still you still get bruises on there. Yeah, we could get some of those like bike shorts that have padding. That's what I was thinking about. Was getting bike shorts, um, which makes me feel like a poser since I can't ride a bike. But whatever, <laughs> I'll just be a poser <laughs> if I want to. I mean, that's fine. I feel like we should be, like, uh, just pro-do-what-you-want. Because who cares? (laughs) We are definitely pro-do-what-you-want. Even if that means wearing bike shorts when you don't know how to ride a bike. I could learn one day, but... You could learn. But also, ass padding is applicable, you know, to many things. (laughs) Plus, it is more important for me right now to try to be the skateboard boyfriend that I always wanted... Yeah. There you go. <laughs> you know what Gandhi said, be the skateboard boyfriend the change, you want to have yeah. in the world. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, well that's exciting. Is it? Yeah. You're doing you're doing more stuff. I feel like the more I feel like there's a direct correlation between like the amount of pain that you're in versus like the amount of cool shit you can do. Yeah. Right? Like <laughs> that really is the artist motto. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it is like it's really is just like a direct relationship. Like, oh, are you in an immense amount of pain? Well, like you could probably do some cool shit, right? Yeah. Like, it's like it's, it's like you open up the book the artist's way and that's all it says. <laughs> <laughs> that's the cliff notes. <laughs> yeah, the key to getting good is just pain, just a lot of pain and just yeah. keep being in pain. Oh, God. I just started singing that Three Days Grace song in my head. What Three Days Grace song is that? Pray pain tell. Pain without love. Pain. I can't get enough pain. 
What the fuck song is that? It's called Pain by Three Days Oh, you don't say. I have definitely showed you this song. I like vividly, well, half, half vividly remember a night at one of the houses we lived in together where I was on a tear of just showing you Three Days Grace songs. And for that, retroactively, that I apologize, but it seems to have not done permanent damage because you don't remember. <laughs> Unless it did so much damage that you blocked it out, in which case I apologize even more. Truly, what is the difference, though? You know? Uh, I couldn't tell you. If the memories can't be reached, they can't be reached, right? So, like, who cares? The limit does not exist. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, if you can't, if you can't, it bring back the memories, like if the if the if the memories existed, but they can't bring you can't bring them back. Does it matter if they even existed at all in the first place? Is this the twenty first century version of if a tree falls down in the forest and no one's yeah. around to hear it? Does it make a sound? Yeah, this is just the the trauma trauma version. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> gnarly. <laughs> Should we do work? I don't know. Is this not work? I don't know. It sounds pretty I good to like me. I feel like anytime we're recording bits and banter, that is work. And I'm sticking to it. I, I can't think wait I've leaned a lot farther down. <laughs> yeah, you have, you have been, you, you've like, you've truly, you've truly, you are truly leaning maybe as hard as possible. <laughs> I don't think I've ever leaned on this. <laughs> Yeah, that can't be comfortable or good for your oh, neck. It was incredibly comfortable. It's just or that your I back. can't actually do Or your it. pussy or your crack, you know? <laughs> I can't actually do my job if I am bleeding that hard. <laughs> okay. Um, I made some notes. We were both in the documents at the same time. I really loved that for us. Yeah, this is some great content for the the, you know, reconvening of the minds. Yeah. Uh, I love when the minds get together. <laughs> I fucking... Not that we need to get into this right now, but like... I love getting into it. <sighs> he really it. VP'd a cop, didn't he? He VP'd a fucking cop, didn't well, he here's do that? the thing. Here's the thing. You know, my dad <laughs> said this tonight, and we know how I feel about agreeing with my dad, but yeah. he didn't pick... Yeah. And we didn't pick him, is, was my counter-argument. You know what I mean? Like, right. We, he didn't pick and we didn't pick. The establishment Democrats picked. Right. And uh, we just have to suffer the consequences of that because they would rather try yeah. to swing moderate voters than appeal to their base and try to get new and disenfranchised voters excited about a candidate. God, it's fucking stupid. It's fucking yeah. so dumb. It's really fucking so dumb. I think all the time about, um, you know, that uh, ClickHole article that was like, uh, like disappointing. The worst person you know just made a great point. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. about that a lot. And it's like, yeah. you know what? Your dad's right. But I don't know. I, I think so. I was listening to. The Planet Money episode this week where they were talking about masks and, like, the psychology behind people not wanting to wear masks. 
And one of the things they talked about was something called psychological reactance, which I've been thinking about a lot. And it's basically the idea that like when somebody tells you to do something and you feel like it's infringing on your personal freedom, you like react in such a way where even if it was something you were going to do, suddenly you won't do it. Like the example that they used was like, say you were about to go do the dishes and then your sister says, hey, go do the dishes. Suddenly not doing the dishes is, quote, the hill you will die on, end quote. And I was like, oh, so that's my relationship with my parents. <laughs> it's like, uh, and I was also like, you know, my, when my dad was trying to get me a gun when I started college at UArts, I was like, that's fucking stupid. Like, what am I going to do? Bring it to college with me? Like, you know what I well, mean? like, I don't even know if that would be allowed, first of all, but like. Exactly. Like, I can't. It's not like I can. I would not need it and never needed it in any situation. But home protection is a whole other thing, I guess. I just don't know that I get yeah, to decide that's, whether or not somebody lives. I think that is kind of my whole thing where it's like, I, I really don't want to have that responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> but I also don't want to die. So it's like, hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like everything complicated. Yeah. I think the math. Morally ambiguous. The mask thing is interesting because I feel like too, I don't know, I feel like I maybe read this somewhere, like along those same lines, like, like people who feel like their rights are being taken away in a, in a way that they feel like they can't fight back against, then they will try to fight back against the the least consequential thing that they can have some sort of control over. Mm-hmm. So, like, the, the not wanting to wear a mask thing is probably on the whole less about the mask and more about, uh, like, conservative people feeling attacked generally right and that being a thing that they can take control over yeah and have that be a reflection of like uh you know the way they're feeling in a more general sense which in a in a way i, under, I understand yeah which like in and of itself is not a thing but like I, I do well, understand it is, but not in the way that like not. people think cancer culture actually is. Yeah. But like it's been really funny listening to podcasts that act as if cancel culture started two years ago. Yeah. And and I and thinking about like DIY call out culture in twenty fourteen. Yeah. I'm just like, wait, <laughs> no, this has existed. It just hasn't reached people who typically are able to get away with whatever they want until like, the past couple of years. Right. And also, a lot of people, a lot of the people that like to complain on the internet that they're being canceled are not actually being canceled because they still hold all the money and the power to actually silence people. Right. And, like, people, like, trying to criticize you over on Twitter is, like, not being canceled. <laughs> like. No. You know, like having the sort of control and power that makes it so that, you know, you can make it so that someone else never gets hired in their field again or like making sure the like. And I feel like it's the people that have the the power who want to complain the most about being canceled, which to them just means like a lot of people are being mean to me on Twitter, which like is not what that means. <laughs> no, certainly not.
Well, mom gets mad at me because I'm too mean. And and she gets picked on all the time. It's her her feeling, you know. So we were at dinner the other night, and we just sat down at dinner. My dad had made burgers, and she looks at me, and she's like, looks like the chef didn't put any cheese on our burgers. And I was like, looks like maybe we should have asked him if we wanted cheese. Like, like I just, like, don't know what the comment was. And then... Yeah. A little while later. It's like, it looks goes, like we could have just as easily been like, hey, dad, can you put some cheese on my burger? I'm like, well, and so later she goes, so let me tell you about this, that or the other. And I go, OK, I will let you tell me as like a joke. Like, you know, and she just gave me one of those looks that's like, stop picking on me. And I was like, listen, you cannot dish it and not be able to take it. Like, you just did this whole thing about cheese. Like, I just, like, don't know what you want here. Like, it's not... Especially, I think her and I are both wrong in that... (laughs) (laughs) Like, earlier in that day, uh, she was talking to the nurse about, like, you need to treat people the way that you want to be treated. And so, like, she's a hypocrite, right? Because she's treating people in a way that she doesn't want to be treated. She doesn't right. want to be picked on, but she's picking on my dad in a passive-aggressive way. And my counter-argument was, no, you need to treat people the way that they want to be treated. Which I'm right. obviously not doing to her because she doesn't want to be picked on. But I it's love like, this, like, uh, we're, we're both wrong is the new we're both right, you know? It's like, it's like we're, not, we're not agreeing to disagree anymore. We're just, like, <laughs> accepting that we're all flawed people and, like, we could all do better. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> truly. Truly. Yeah. It's just complicated. Yeah. It's just very complicated. I do like uh the thing you said about uh like instead of treating people how you want to be treated, you should treat people how they want to be treated. Because treating people yeah, how you want to be the new golden rule. Yeah, because treating people how you want to be treated is is assuming, again, that everyone wants to be treated the same way as you, which is not true because like I I know that you are like this in some ways and like there are a lot of people like this in some ways who like probably wouldn't care as much about being picked on and like could just like dish it right back and like it's not as big a deal but like if someone is sensitive to that then like that should be taken into account and it's like well I don't care if I'm treated this way but this person cares that they're treated this way so exactly I want to like acknowledge that their wants and their needs are different than mine and to treat them accordingly instead of just doing to everyone else whatever I want to do. We all know what they say about assuming. Uh, Yeah, it's bad. Don't do it. (laughs) Exactly. That's exactly what they say. I learned this week that I'm very good at assumptions. Um, (laughs) Because of... Because of... uh, Just making them? (laughs) In LSAT prep, I'm very good at assumptions. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in logical arguments. Wait, you did so good at the LSAT. What Thank the fuck? You. <laughs> can we talk about that for a second? Yeah, we can talk about that. No With practice, no, like, baby. Proper, uh, no, no proper education. legal I took education. One business you, law you class fucking killed it. At CCP in college, but that's not what the LSAT's about. The LSAT is just about uh, logic games and um, reading assessment and logical reasoning. And it's just a lot of like, what is the most true thing that you can assume from this? I think I was kind of like miss, like not thinking correctly about what the LSATs are because like 
I guess in theory they are the tests that you take to get into law school, so you shouldn't actually know anything about law yet. It's just like a like a base level of like how good is your like cognitive reasoning and like can you follow this logical thought from like point A to point B and like that kind of stuff that it feels more intuitive than like you know memorizing specific things. Yeah, exactly. It just felt like standardized testing, honestly. It just I was like, oh, okay. Here I am, once again, torn into pieces uh, in high school. Um, Which is, like, great if you're a thing, if you're good at, at standardized testing. Yeah. I was thinking recently yeah. um, <laughs> that I'm a bad gay. How so? I, I can drive and I'm good at math. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like like every stereotype you're not supposed to be. Just well, like, you're truly a disappointment. I know. <laughs> it's really hard out here. <laughs> you're gonna start like a, you know, need more visibility for <laughs> gay people who are not completely helpless. Yeah. yeah, I also don't really like that stereotype because it implies that gay people are helpless and, like, that's just not true. It's just not true. I can do so many things for myself. Yeah. Oh, hold on, I have to let Mew Mew out. He is helpless and can't open the door by himself. <laughs> and he's giving me the look like like a, a wide pupil death glare. Oh, wait, he's going to lay down now. No, he's just going to lay down. He's given up. He's admitted okay. defeat. He is Great. glaring. He's side-eyeing me. And now he's looking <laughs> at me directly again. He knows I'm talking about him. He doesn't scare me anymore. Did he scare you at one point? Yeah, he's mean. Oh. But he's old now and he likes pets, so. Aw. Like, you know, being no. pet. He's just. We all come around. Yeah. I'm going to let him out anyway. Okay. Because he's still looking at me. And then every time I say he's looking at me, he looks away and then he looks back. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I opened the door, and then Luca was on the other side of the door. And so it was just a little stare-off. And then Mew got mad at Luca for being there, I guess. And then I tried to get Luca in, and he wouldn't come in. So, whatever. <laughs> now he just has to fend for himself out there. Yeah. Are they uh, Are they getting along any better, or do they kind of just, like... It's is it, it's is it like a now they like have an old west standoff whenever they uh, come across each other. Yeah, it is very cowboy. Uh, no, they're like mostly getting along fine, but both of them are unhappy about the dog. And I, you would think that might be a source of common bonding, but instead, I think because they're both <laughs> agitated, they're fighting more. <laughs> Cats have no solidarity. No, definitely not. Because they outnumber the dogs, so... They if do. They, they just, should band together, but... Yeah. You know. They're not here for that. Collective bargaining. Collective bargaining. And this is where I put it... Sponsored ad. If I had one! Sorry. Lost the happy. But the happy's back! Um, 
Okay, so when I said clapping is my favorite, I feel like there is a very insignificant line in a movie that I'm trying to find. Like, oh, I love something. Something is my favorite. Like, do you know where I, what possible recesses in my brain? Damn. I could be finding. You know it, right? Like, you know mm-hmm. it's somewhere. Smiling, smiling is my favorite. It's Buddy the Elf. Okay. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> that is not what I wanted it to be, but uh, like that was definitely it. You know what? Live your truth. <laughs> you know, it's it's fine. <laughs> I just, you know, I really wish this big ass bruise would heal. <laughs> it's just not good. It's just not good. Yeah. Is it is it visibly getting any better? Eh? Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) I guess stuff like that, I think bruises like that, they kind of just like change color a little bit before they actually start getting smaller. Yeah. It's it's like like, until it becomes yellow, it won't feel like it's healing. But it's still in some spots pretty purple. Yeah. And so it's just like, you know, I can't really rest it very well because like it gets agitated when I'm just simply walking. Well, how dare you? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) the audacity yeah um yeah yeah you really uh whatever really slam slam that ass (laughs) (laughs) or smacked it smacked that ass if you will that ass onto the ground (laughs) very hard (laughs) yes i sure did i sure did that (laughs) no one else was gonna do it so (laughs) you know what Sometimes you just have to smack your own ass. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to take the LSAT in November. I was originally going to take it in January, but then I realized I don't need to study that long as I thought. And you, so you killed the first why? test and you were like, well, let's just let's just get this over with. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of like, I don't think I need to uh, spend more time than necessary on this. Not that I am not ambitious, but I was like, I feel like I can improve my score quicker. In the, in the time allotted, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I still want to get like a really high score. Uh, orig- before I realized that 179 was one point off of 180, which is the highest score, I was like, I want to get an L Wood score. And then I was like, you... Because you were supposed to underestimated Elwood's potential. Uh, <laughs> that's what happens when women are not respected in media. Um, so I would like to get like a 175, um, which that. is a pretty big leap, but uh, that is my goal. And, you know, then I'm going to see what happens career wise, job wise, money wise. I am going to spend this time getting very good at poker so I can win some money playing poker. There you go. I have a a lot of, um, is this hubris or do I have potential goals (laughs) for the next, like, six months? I mean, the only way to know is to try, you know? Yeah. It's like, you, the only way to know that you are not good at making money at poker is to lose money playing poker, so. That's true. (laughs) I can already feel myself, like, learning strategy and making better moves and knowing when I'm making stupid moves. Uh, 
I, I feel like the strategies for studying for the LSATs and studying poker are more... Uh, they're easier for me to, like, mark improvement and, like, understand my progress and skateboarding, too, than, like, hmm. playing music is. <laughs> <laughs> like, reward satisfaction yeah. uh, has kept me invested pretty quickly. Yeah. It's wild. That's sick, though. Yeah, I just want to be, like, a professional poker-playing skateboarding lawyer, I guess. I mean, you can have it all. Yeah. Why wait? Hey, there's literally no reason. Yeah. Anything is good if you pursue it. That's what Lindsay Woodak says. <laughs> I love Lindsay Woodak. Lindsay Woodak says a lot of good stuff. <laughs> yeah, that is like a top five quote along with shoes are just hard socks. <laughs> <laughs> It's very good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in case we use this bit, if anybody who's listening to this show that doesn't know us personally but knows Lindsay Woodak, please send us an email at moretalklessrock at gmail.com because we have a, we've long had a theory that uh, everybody has one mutual friend with Lindsay Woodak. Uh, Lindsay Woodak is the one mutual friend. So we would <laughs> just like to know if you know Lindsay Woodak. Um, so far, I think that theory has been backed. Um, yeah. But I guess we'll find out. <laughs> um, okay. Shall we uh, retire to our quarters? Yeah, I'm tired. I've kind of resumed my hard lean posture. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw you. You kind of so like you were kind of out of frame for a minute there, but I was just kind of kind of oh. like just kind of let it go. Uh, I'm sorry. Not not currently. Before I got kind of like a top of your head situation, it was like Rachel yeah, has gone. I haven't been paying attention, which is a first. Yeah, no. You know, normally the narcissism uh, <laughs> checks in where you're just like, oh, I have to see myself on this video chat with somebody else no. and know how they see me. Well, I've like started doing this thing where I put like the video in the corner of the screen and make it like as small as possible. Yes. So that like. I can see you in the corner, but, like, my thing is kind of too small for me to really, like, make out uh, any That's details how mine is right about now. my video, so I, like, don't really care enough to look at it. That's great. Um, I have sometimes been just, like, covering up the portion on my computer screen where my face is. On the server that I use to have virtual therapy sessions, you can hide your thumbnail of yourself, and that is just beautiful. I love that. Me too. It's really great. Who needs it? I feel like especially during therapy, it's like, I don't want to look at myself doing Yeah, I want to, like, I know the point of therapy is for me to be aware of myself, but not this way. No, no, no. No, it's it's more, more of like a, you know, a metaphysical kind of awareness than like a visual kind of awareness. Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't think the point should be to try to like make any kind of like story out of it I kind of like the fact that the whole episode is just like here are our clips of our conversation that we think are funny and and kind of keeping them uh like not trying to fuck with that so much yeah um, and I it's a little bit and I have never played 
this game, but it feels a little bit like categories, or at least I like calling it categories. Also, oh my God, wait, and um, like, like, do we want to like? Oh, okay. I had to be reminded what categories was. I just like the, the names categories. I yeah. don't know how the game works. It's a creative thinking category based party game. You basically like they give you a topic and then you have to name as many or I guess a category and you have to name as many things as you can think of in that category. Um, that's fine, I guess. Um, maybe it's not like that, but it feels like scattered categories. So <laughs> that is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I also fucking lied last week. I am not great at the LSAT assumptions, apparently. What, what do you mean? <laughs> that is my like worst uh category oh really yeah the what are the lsat lsat assumptions it's like the kind of questions where it'll say a thing and it'll be like 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 figuring out what the necessary assumptions assumptions or like sufficient assumptions are to make Mm -hmm. it true or like something like that it's not my strong suit yeah apparently is it is it weird that I kind of want to take an LSAT practice test Just for do fun? Just do it. Go to KhanAcademy.com. K-H-A-N Academy. They got some practice tests. Is it, is it, is it .com.org? Yeah, con, con, yeah. Uh, and you could take a, a diagnostic test there. It's totally free. Yeah, I feel like I... Well, because the thing is that I... I don't think that I personally would be good at law school... Or being mm-hmm. a lawyer. But I am historically pretty good at standardized tests. Um, I think you would be which good is at why it. I'm, which is why I'm curious. Yeah. I, you know, it's like logic grouping games, um, co- reading comprehension, and analytical reasoning. So, yeah. like, I think you would do well if you just took a diagnostic test for the fuck of it. Yeah, you can take one that's shorter that isn't like the three hour test. Oh my god, the three hour. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, it's kind of how long standardized tests are. Reading comprehension was I my worst uh, section on the SAT. Yeah, writing was mine. Oh no, maybe writing was my worst. I don't know. Math uh, was my best, which same. still doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> I still it's know the only- <laughs> what all of my scores were, which is embarrassing. I don't actually remember the other ones off the top of my head, but I think I got a... S- Wait, they go up to... Yeah, I think I got like a 740 on the math or something. Damn. Uh, I only remember that because it's... Um, my only claim to fame is that I got better on the math section of the SAT than both of my brothers. Hello. Uh, one of whom does math for a living. So. <laughs> and the other one is a engineer. So <laughs> Yeah. That's uh that's all I have going for me. I got a seven twenty on I got a so I got a seven twenty and a seven ten reading in math, but I don't remember which was which. And then a six fifty on writing. Yeah, I think I got like a six a six something on the writing and a six something on the on the on the reading. Yeah, or maybe it was a. Fi- I really, I really don't remember. Maureen got me a shirt with my SAT score on it because she's a fucking <laughs> nerd. 
That's cute, actually. She's just so proud of She you. just loves getting people t-shirts. Novelty t-shirts, but yeah. With innocuous stuff. Please tell me you still have it. No. That would be pretty baller, I think, if you cut that out, like, cut it and just, like, sewed it onto something as a patch. It just said 1430 on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. she didn't use the writing part. Real what? One, real ones know. Real ones know. <laughs> 1430. At the end of the day, when I start getting, like, self-conscious about will anybody actually care about this episode or think it is funny or worth listening to, I just have to be like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> well, you can make that argument about a literal, like any, even the episodes that we put a lot of effort into planning and recording, you could make that same argument is like, is anyone actually going to care about what we are saying or, you know, how much effort we put into this or like, it, uh, like more, more preparation does not necessarily like correlate to, uh, a better episode that more people will be interested in. And at the end of the day, like, we kind of just have to, like, do whatever. Like, all the the things that we've, like, clipped out to save, like, I think that shit is funny and interesting because I think we are funny and interesting. And, like, I think that's <laughs> all that has to matter. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like, I don't, I don't think this episode suffers on the lack of preparation route. But I'm like... <laughs> I know people have said to us, man, it's really funny when you guys talk to each other, huh? But, like, do they mean it? This is the test. I don't, like... <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, you know, I... In, in my own mental health journey, I... I tend to be a little bit of an anxious person. And something that has helped me is just the belief that you cannot read people's minds and you have to take them at their word and getting anxious about people saying things that they don't mean or having ulterior motives or other intentions like you don't know so you have to just take people at their word and if someone tells us that we're funny even though they don't think we're funny I'm going to take them at their word and think that we're funny and believe that they think we're funny and would want to listen to us more. And yeah, like if somebody lied to us about that, that's on you, dog. Like, you, yeah, you like you no really didn't. You could have just said it. nothing. Like you could have just said, "Hey, good set." Like that's all it had to be. Well, or you, you know, could have said nothing. You could have just walked away. Like you didn't have to say anything. So, like if you went through the effort of telling us that we're funny when we talk to each other, like. I don't know. That's on you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know my personal like, rule about the good set dude thing, right? I've told you. Wait, what? My personal rule about the good set dude thing. What's your personal rule about the good set dude? It's like, like if I, if I don't, if I didn't like your music or enjoy your set, I'm not going to good set dude you. I will say, hey, thanks for playing the show with us. I will say. Hey, I had a really good time tonight. Like, thanks so yeah. much. But like, yeah. Hey, you guys are cool. Serve, it was nice hanging out with you. Like, it does not serve but, nobody for you to lie about like music you do not care about. Like, that doesn't right. benefit anybody, and, and it just makes me feel shitty for lying yeah. to you. Which also doesn't mean that you have to go up to someone and say, "Hey, your band kind of sucks." No, like there are ways that you can like be with people and like be respectful of people and also not tell them things that you don't actually believe. Yeah, there are plenty of other nice things that you could say that are truthful, that are not right. good set, dude. 
Right. Or just say nothing. Like, yeah. or just like... I think maybe that's why people just come up to us and say that we're funny rather than being like, oh yeah, I really like your songs. Yeah, which like, I'm fine with. Like, you... <laughs> Honestly, I would rather I'd be rather like... Be funny. <laughs> I would like, I... I have always wanted our sets to be entertaining. And if you think they're entertaining because you like listening to our music or you think they're entertaining because you think we are funny or neither, like, I, it doesn't really matter. Just yeah. like, I like, just like have a good time being here. Just please validate me. Yeah. And yeah. And our continued existence. Thank you. Whatever, much. whatever that, whatever that <laughs> may, whatever that may entail. Um, yeah, I mean, like, even if someone does come up and say, hey, good set, or I like your music, or you guys are really funny and entertaining when they don't mean it, then, like, I don't know that they don't mean that. Yeah. So, like, I'm just gonna, we're just gonna keep doing this shit with the assumption that everyone thinks that we're great. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> and if you think and, we're like, great, that's not please our fault. leave us a that's- five-star review wherever you listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not my fault if everyone's going to enable our bullshit. Like, yeah. and stop enabling us. I don't know. Yeah. That's on, that's on no, y'all. Please, <laughs> please keep enabling us. If you give us that five-star review, apparently more people help, or more people find the thing. That's what other podcasts say when they say, please leave us a five-star review. Actually, uh, NPR's Up First says, you know, it helps other people find the show. And so I'm yeah. going to steal that and say, please give us a good rating so other people find the show. I want people to write actual reviews on Apple Music, too. Also, a thing I've started doing is looking at how many reviews um, other podcasts have. And there are, like, a lot of podcasts that I think have a lot of listeners that have, like, not that many reviews. And what that tells me is that a lot of people listen to that show passively and don't actually care about it. (laughs) (laughs) Which, like, I guess is, is good for the ad numbers, but, like... I would rather have less people who care about what we're doing than, like, more people that, like, don't give a shit. Yeah. I feel like I want a one to one this show as the background, that's fine, but I don't get it. Yeah. I— Not that I think, you know, we're doing anything, so— mind-blowing that anybody should be actively paying attention to every word that we say for an hour but um you could do that (laughs) (laughs) there are certain shows that i think are more conducive to background playing than other ones that's true although with like a lot of podcasts i feel like i i want to listen to what people are saying yeah, that's why I listen point, to a right? podcast. Like, that's the thing is that, like, if I really find myself not caring about any of the episodes, then I just, like, unsubscribe from the podcast because, like, clearly I don't care about right. what they're doing. And it's like, yeah, I'd rather people just, like, you know, just, like, don't bother. Can we name our next album Unsubscribe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For songs is we that, have is not that written. The, wor- the worst new music of podcasts. <laughs> please unsubscribe. Please unsubscribe. Right and subscribe. Please, please uh, like, comment, and unsubscribe. Yeah. <laughs> or you could do that. Just give us five stars and then unsubscribe. I don't care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just do what you want to do. Live your life. Yeah. yeah like- it's too fucking short. I think that's. I think that's really the whole thing, right? Is that just like do what you want. 
Like, we're going to do what we want. We're going to do what we want. <laughs> like, don't tell people that you like their shit if you don't like their shit. Because there are ways that you can be supportive of people even if you don't like their shit while also being honest about it. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Oh, did you get my text about that um, Run the Jewels episode of Broken Record? Oh, I did, yeah. I haven't listened to it yet. I am very behind on podcasts. I've been like... uh, I've been not staying on top of my shit. But no, I did see that. Um, Big same. I'll listen to that. I Everything uh, I know about Run the Jewels uh, leads me to agree with you. That like we have a similar energy. Definitely. Or, like the um, di- Our dynamic has a similar energy. Yeah. Uh, I am going to say tag yourself to that episode. And mm. I am Killer Mike and you are LP. I think that's true of, of anything. Just like in every situation, I'm Killer Mike and you're yeah, LP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That feels correct. <laughs> cool. Well, once you listen to the ep, let me know okay. how much more correct it is. Okay. They're very wholesome together. I love their relationship. They I love are. their energy. Have you um have you listened to Run the Jewels in any or like their individual work in any like uh serious way? Um I've listened to some of their records in passing. We saw them together on that Lord tour. We did, that is true. And uh, uh I have listened to other, they did another Broken Record episode, I think in the last few months that I listened to. Yeah, they like, I, they're like, the Run the Jewels records are like some of my favorites. The Run the Jewels 2 is like, like one of the records that I've listened to like the most in the, like since it's come out. It's so good. Yeah. and, like, especially what I think is really interesting, too, is that, like, what draws me to them specifically is, like, LP's production style more so than, like, like, the rapping is great, too. But, like, it kind of leading in, into my, like, uh, you know, penchant for, like, not focusing as much on the lyrics. It's, like, the the beats on those records are, like, incredible. Um, for sure. And they kind of get into, like, how he has a sort of non-traditional... Uh, style of making beats Mm -hmm. um, that was kind of different from what was going on when they started and how, um, you know, LP didn't even really, like, think about that or realize that at the time. He was just making what he wanted to make, and that was that. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. And, um, yeah, it was really good. Alrighty, folks. Well, that does it uh, with all of our our fun phone call phone call banter back and forth etiquette. We did not in any of our our normal planning conversations do a rock on, so we're gonna do it with the real mics instead of with the phone call mics. I'm just like looking at you, looking at me. I'm just feel like I'm doing a bad job. You're doing a great job. Um, what's your rock on for this week? <laughs> uh, my rock on is my cat, Luca. Um, I am, if you cannot tell, I am tired. Uh, Luca and I made the, the grand, uh, the grand trek back to our, our home in Philly today. And so I got up 
he woke oh wow hmm he was a good boy today but he was a bad boy today <laughs> i just remembered he woke me up at a cool 6 45 in the morning uh <sighs> for no goddamn reason and but when we left the house at a cool 9 15 and he was in his little carrier sitting in the front seat he only whined for like two minutes and then he was a cute little content bud my co-pilot for like five hours he only whined a little bit yeah when it started raining and i get it i didn't want it to be raining on our nice little sunday drive either but uh yeah he was such a good boy and then he like didn't even cry when we pulled up to the house and you know it was scary again and then i put him upstairs in my room and he just adjusted so quick and didn't go hide in the shower or nothing. He was a brave boy today. <laughs> Last time he hid in the shower for like a couple hours. Uh, oh. yeah. You know what it's like to cry in the shower. <laughs> oh, buddy. Do I? <laughs> uh, but yeah, he was a good boy today. And I'm so happy to have my little buddy, my big buddy, back in Philly. He's a big boy. Um, he's a big cat. He's a big boy. Back in he's Philly. He's a pal, though. He's such a He's a very cat. chill cat. Which I appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. So rock on to my buddy Luca. Hell yeah. What about um, you? What's your what's your deal this week? What's your deal? My, <laughs> what's your deal? Uh my deal this week is um uh I would like to rock on a new podcast. It's called How to Save a Planet. Hey. It is from Gimlet Media and Spotify, and it is co-produced by our good friend, friend of the pod, Anna Ladd. Hell yeah. Anna Ladd, the and ultimate member, the like the, the honorary board of trustee member of the More Talk, Less Rock yeah. pod network. A real one if there ever was one. God, yes. We would um, not be here without the help and support of Anna Ladd. Absolutely not. Um, and it is a good show about climate change and how the planet is dying, and how we are killing it, and how we should stop doing that. And uh, it's more uh, interesting and scientific than that, um, but that's the gist. And it's very good, and you should check it out. And uh, we're very proud of Anna for, for, for doing the damn thing. Yay, Anna! Yay, uh, rock on Annalad, and rock on how to save a planet. Uh, Wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of More Talk, Less Rock. We truly love doing all of the things to make this show. Um, I don't. We do. I don't know what I would have even been able to focus on in the past few months if, if not for all of the time that we spent uh, figuring out how to make it better with each and every episode and each and every season yeah. so thanks for joining us on this this journey to pod growth <laughs> from a we are we are but a humble pod seedling trying to grow into a beautiful pod tree and, and so if you you know subscribe to the show right and give it a good review that will help help our tree grow and we will be appreciative to you for shining those rays of sweet, sweet digital sunshine our way. That was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs>
my like real life plant is doing very well and I feel so <laughs> so like uplifted by it that I think it's like feeding yeah. them to this end of the pod episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Lauren. And I'm Rachel. And, and we're, we're just, just happy, happy to be, be here. here. It's like very easy to go to Pat's and Gino's and get a racist cheesesteak, but it's even easier to not do that. <laughs> do you I'm like so- the, the band name Racist Cheesesteak? Yeah, I was gonna... <laughs> that is where my nope. thought went. Um, Nobody wants that band I don't know <laughs> that you want to call that, but like... I, no, what I, was I, going I don't to, want it. What I was going to say is that like... I actually don't want it. <laughs> I'm like really surprised some like, uh, you know some like Wonder Years like rip off emo band hasn't written a song called Racist Cheesesteak or something like that yet. Yeah.